Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back into segment number three of Inside Black and Gold. With us is Dane Mitsutani from Inside Purple and Gold. Uh, we're, we're basically uh, brother podcasts here, uh, dueling on the field in week four and, you know, hooking up here on the Odyssey podcast app, getting you ready for the matchup in London. I was really surprised. A lot of it was made, made about the Saints arriving here in London on Monday, but this Vikings team decided that they would wait and just arrived on Thursday figuring uh, they've got this acclimation thing down. And I know the first day I got here, I ended up sleeping 10 hours. I feel like I caught up, though. It wasn't that huge of a deal. Maybe the the time difference gets blown a little bit out of a proportion. But uh, what was really the, the thinking or talk behind uh, Minnesota deciding to go later in the week? Yeah, basically, so we talked to their director of 
player health and performance. It's a weird okay. title. His name is Tyler Williams. We talked to him on Wednesday. He basically described it like the Vikings are trying to operate on central time the whole week when they fly to London, when they're in London, when they're playing the game and then operate in central time back. They never want to acclimate to London time, basically. Okay. So the goal is like not to ever fully acclimate to London time because then you have to reacclimate to central time and that could screw up your week five preparation. So they're really just trying to like thread a needle here. And I don't know if it's going to work, um, but there was like a, do- a lot of thought that went into this. And like, it wasn't just some like cockamamie idea. They just like came up with on the fly, like listening to them talk about this decision. Like I, I felt skeptical, but going into the conversation, but like, I kind of believe that like, at least it was rooted in some sort of sports science. My only issue is like, if you're operating on central time, it's like eight 30 in the morning when you play on Sunday. So like, yeah, exactly. right. Right. So yeah, that's my question is like, so you just never reset your watch. Right. And so you go to bed at the same time you would, if it was here. So you're going to bed at local time would be, so you go to bed at 10 o'clock locally, you're going to bed at 6 a.m. I don't totally get it. I think there's some flaws to just saying like <laughs> you're going to operate fully on central. I, I think, that, yeah. yeah, I think more so they're just saying like their body's going to really be able to adapt quickly, like to like that two and a half day stretch that they're there. They don't even leave till actually Thursday night. So they get in Friday morning okay. and their goal is basically just to like, honestly, like he talked a lot about melatonin. Like, I think they're just going to gobble up a bunch of melatonin on the plane, try and sleep through and be like, all right, it's morning. Let's roll. Like melatonin and caffeine are like what they are literally operating on with the Vikings this week. So if the Vikings look like zombies on the field, we will know why, (laughs) because they're trying to wake up at eight. Because that's the thing. If it was a if it was a night kickoff in London and the game was a noon start, sure, I right. think you could sell this to me a little better than it's an 8.30 a.m. start central time. So that's a weird, like if that was a game here, I would be like, that's a bad idea. Like teams don't adjust like that. So that's that's strange to me. I didn't realize that's what they were doing. As we record this podcast, it's Thursday afternoon, so they haven't left yet. No, I think their wheel's up at 7 p.m. Thursday. And I think wow. they arrive in London at like, I think probably like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. with like the flight and the time change. I don't know. It might work. It might not. They, there's a chance they have egg on their face on Sunday when they just look really, really sluggish. But I think the, the the thought was like, let's not hurt our week four prep and our week five prep. Let's just try and deal with this this weird time change now and, and then try and get right back our clocks, uh, you know, into central time as, as they prepare for the week five. Right. It almost sounds like they're they're planning ahead for week five. Like I, this is a weird analogy. When I was running cross country in high school, there was this one school that we were like, we're not going to beat that team. They are insanely good and we're bad. So we're going to train through this meet. We're not going to get a rest day going into it because we're going to lose anyway. So we just train through it and we're like, we're going to worry about Montville because they suck and we might beat them. Is that like what we're talking about here? Cause I don't think they're giving up this game, but it kind of feels like it's like, we're not going to, sacrifice two weeks for you know maybe an extra chance to win this week yeah i think their goal is like to sacrifice neither week but it does seem like inherently they're they're by their decision making potentially sacrificing this week i would argue like they play the bears in week five like you should have just gone to london and if you were a little tired for week five you probably still beat the bears so like um but yeah i don't know like it's 
it's something that's definitely going to be talked about on Sunday. Yeah, if sure. it works, they're going to be geniuses. If it doesn't and they lose, they're going to be like, well, of course they did. How do they think they were going to adapt to this time change so quickly? I also think it's funny, like me and my co-host Jace Frederick on, on our podcast just talked about this today. Like normal people just go on vacation and they figure it out. Like, yeah. you know, these are, tip, these, these are athletes in like tip top shape. Like, Maybe we'll give them some credit. They they could probably acclimate in a day and, and play a football game. Um, but we'll see. Like it, they definitely leave themselves a lot of room uh, for criticism um, if this decision ultimately does not work out. What's interesting too is they don't even get a break from the media tomorrow. It's like bam, I guess they're landing and they do have access here, practice and and media access tomorrow. So we'll see if that melatonin's hit the the coaches and the players in the in their press conferences. A lot of caffeine, a lot of cups of coffee. I think that we'll we'll, we'll keep them going. Get some Jolt Cola. Even I don't know if they even make that anymore. Some surge. Yeah, <laughs> some four loco. Um. Okay. Moving on. Uh, I do want to get into you know as we teased. Heading into this segment, I want to hear from, you know, whether you call it an X factor or whether, you know, you look at it as, okay, there are players on this Vikings roster that as a Saints fan watching this game, you will not know about Mm -hmm. until the end of the game. And they're going to be someone who you leave knowing that person's name because they made an impact. Who would those players be both, you know, maybe one on offense, one on defense? Sure. The guy on offense that that comes to mind and he's probably not like super under the radar because he caught like the game winning touchdown pass last week for the Vikings. He's, he's had a couple of big catches over the course of his career, but he's not Justin Jefferson and he's not Adam Thielen. So I think those are the two guys that, that you think, okay, that's who the Vikings dominate with as, as, as pass catching options. KJ Osborne, he Mm -hmm. he's a third year receiver and he's really, really good. Um, He he's technically the number three receiver on this team. I think he's good enough to ascend to the number two at some point. Um, as Adam Thielen kind of phases out, I think they can kind of flip flop and KJ Osborne can be the number two and Adam Thielen can kind of sail off into the sunset as the Minnesota hometown kid as like your number three slot receiver. Um, I think that flip flop could occur down the road because KJ Osborne's so good. Um, Justin Jefferson said it today. Like we were talking to him about the double coverages that he's, that he's faced this year, the triple coverages sometimes what he's expecting against new Orleans and, and whatnot. And, he basically said, look, look, KJ Osborne's really good. And while I don't want to be a decoy this whole season, like Justin Jefferson definitely does not want to be a decoy this season. Um, he's okay. If, if, if him getting double covered and triple covered sometimes lets KJ Osborne just eat one-on-one um, KJ Osborne as a number three receiver is a lot is more often than not going to be a lot better than the number three cornerback on, on the opposing team. So he's someone I think while you might not know a ton about him because he's not a household name, he could have a major impact this weekend. And um, on the defensive side, like the defense is not that good. So <laughs> there's not like a ton of X factors. I think Jordan Hicks is someone like, like Eric Kendricks is the linebacker that I think everyone thinks of when, when they think about the Vikings, Jordan Hicks came in this year as, as a free agent um, signing and, and he's playing in this new three, four front. He's been really good. Um, he, he's good sideline to sideline. He's good in coverage. Um, he has a lot of tackles this year. I think that's not necessarily a good thing because it means like the Vikings aren't getting a ton of push up front. He's having to make these tackles at the second level. Um, but he pops and in, in, in the way he plays the, you know, the game, um, he's someone who's just going to stand out. You're going to look at that play and be like, Oh, oh number, you know, 58 and on the tackle again, like that's Jordan Hicks. Like, I think he's someone who 
might not make a dynamic impact in like he's going to wreck the game for the Saints, like from a Vikings perspective. Um, but you're going to notice him because he's always around the ball. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I can't believe we've gotten into this so far with you, and we have yet to discuss running back Dalvin Cook. Yes. Uh, I know he's yeah. dealing with a separated shoulder, but was a full go for Thursday's practice, right? Yeah, surprisingly. I, I, yeah. I honestly didn't think he was going to play this week. And uh, I know the he, other day he was like, I'm day-to-day. That's the end of the story. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, we're not we're not talking about this until Sunday. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to London. So I'm going to ask you about it now. Um, <laughs> but he practiced in full today. I don't necessarily think that's a guarantee that he plays on Sunday, but certainly a good sign. I would say if he didn't practice today, um, I would say there's no chance he plays on Sunday. So I think it's more likely than not that he plays on Sunday at this point because he was a full participant, not even a limited participant in practice on Thursday. Um, but I don't think it's like a guarantee, you know, take it to the bank. Dalvin Cook's going to be the starting running back for the Vikings. I think there's a chance that, you know, the Vikings still want to be cautious with this, this dislocated shoulder. And it's something you can re-injure if, if you don't treat it properly or, or take, take the injury seriously. It's something he's dealt with in the past. It's only week four. Like, do you really want to push it this hard when, when you have 12, 13 weeks to go? Um, it's kind of like what I like what the Baltimore Ravens did with JK Dobbins. Like he was practicing and he was ready, but he didn't play. Cause like, they were like, we're going to keep it, you know, kind of under wraps and, and, and make sure this thing heals up. I think the Vikings could potentially do that with, with cook. I know Dalvin cooks wants to play, but this coaching staff is kind of has a, its eye towards the long view. If I had to guess, I would say he plays just cause he practiced. Um, but, but I'm not sold hundred percent. Yeah. It's almost like if Dalvin- you have a guy who's injured, like their back is broken. Maybe you should give him time to rest rather than keep running him out there. I don't know. It's just a theory, but it sounds like one that makes sense. Spinal. Yeah. I broke my back. <laughs> You're good. Now the, Vikings, some dirt the, on Vi- the Vikings don't have like the saints the week after London, they're not on a bye week either. And were you surprised by that one? Because to me, I can't believe like the saints bye week is so late in the season. It doesn't come to what is it? Jeff week, week 14. 13. And then I think you, you guys have, two or three games before you finally get a bye after the Saints. But it's just wild to me. I thought that would be even NFL mandated for the safety of the Mm -hmm. players. After coming home from London, you'd get the week off. Yeah, I I thought that was interesting. We actually talked to O'Connell about this in the offseason. Like, I don't know how much say teams have in, like, when the bye week comes, when the schedules are made. But, like, I think the Vikings were were very, like, upfront. Like, we don't want the bye out of London too early. I believe the Saints were the same way, too. Yeah. We talked to Mickey Loomis, and basically, if you want a bye week, you can have it. They're not going to say, well, when do you want your bye week? But in instances where you have to travel to London, they'll be like, do you want to buy in week five? And if so, they'll give it to you. If not, then they'll give it to you wherever you get it. And the mm-hmm. reason the Saints said no was a week five buy is almost more damaging than losing in week five, in my opinion. Totally. 
Because by the time you get to week 14, when you desperately need a week off, even if it cost me a matchup early in the season, I would rather be able to lick my wounds at the end of the season as you're trying to get into the playoffs. But that's I, I, So I can understand why. The Saints could be resting Jameis Winston right now. Probably should be resting James <laughs> right now. Either way, <laughs> so many people agree on that. Other, if you, as long as you're not coaching the Saints, it seems to right, be right. The, uh, anyway. Back Give fractures. It. That's crazy. <laughs> right, and a, and a and an ankle issue. Um, and uh, yeah, and then anyway. yesterday he mentioned the hip out of nowhere. Yes, just a lot of pain, a lot of pain yeah, everywhere. Just, he's just yeah, just just pain everywhere. <laughs> but um, no, I, I did think so. Steve actually does know about Jordan Hicks because Steve follows the Eagles pretty closely. And another player, another former Eagle that I find really interesting is Jalen Rager, who <laughs> it really just felt like a troll job. I don't even know if the Vikings actually wanted Jalen Rager more than they wanted to just twist the knife at Howie Roseman because it's like, so you didn't pick this guy, and then we're gonna take the guy you picked instead of him and Justin Jefferson. Uh, is he even, what is his role in this offense? Cause it's, it just seems odd to me. He's like a guy that they are force feeding the ball for like reasons that I don't quite understand. Like, and the return yeah, too, right? Yeah. Like he's getting, like they're, they're drawing up end arounds for him. Like they're giving him the ball in like jet motion. And like, he's not like a prominent part of the offense, but he's a bigger part of the offense than like I expected him to be. And like super nice guy. Like when we came, when he, when he got signed, like obviously everyone was like, <laughs> asking him about being picked one pick before Justin Jefferson. He must've done the same interview like nine different times and was always a really good sport about it. But like, there's pretty much proof at this point that he's not that good. So like, I don't know why the Vikings keep like forcing this, you know, square peg into a round hole of like, we're going to get Jalen Rager touches. Um, Just give those touches to Justin Jefferson. He's getting triple covered. If you want to give someone a jet motion or like an end around, like give the ball to Jefferson. Like, I don't know why Jalen Rieger is, is the guy that that they're trying to force feed right now um, in certain scenarios. He's the punt returner. Like that's what he's good at. Um, And, and Eagles fans would, would obviously say he's not even really that good at that. Um, (laughs) He is the Vikings starting punt returner. It's an upgrade over who the Vikings had in, in, in training camp, which is like a bunch of guys that like, could not catch a punt. Um, I know Jalen Rieger sometimes struggles with that too, but uh, yeah, his role in the offense is, is higher than it probably should be, but still pretty low. It felt like the Eagles were just like, this is like the lone reminder of like the mess up. So we need to get rid of them so we can ascend to like the best team in the NFL. I, I don't know. It, just, it was just, just the funniest trade to me. Cause I love when, when like player movement is also like combined with just trolling. Because um, that's really what it felt like. Who knows though? This could be the Jalen Rieger game. We just saw the Lavisca Chenault game with the Panthers last week, which was unbelievable. You had to bring up Lavisca Chenault. Oh my lord! I could not believe that play. It still bothers me. I don't think you have to worry about that with Rieger. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're talking to Dane Mizutani, host of the Inside Purple and Gold podcast. Also covers the Vikings for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. And before I let you go. You don't sound very convinced about this Vikings team, I have to admit. So if you you know, if you were handicapping this game, you know, what would your projection, what would your prediction be? Is this a game where the the Vikings regret trying to sleepwalk through it or, you know, how do you expect it to go? It's funny you bring that up because we we me and uh my co-host Jace just did a we recorded our Inside Purple and Gold podcast this morning and I spent 45 minutes just being like the Vikings are terrible. Like they, they're not. The, and then I picked them to win. And, and he's like, why do you do that every week? And like, I'm going to pick them to win. I think they win 24, 21. I think it's close. Um, I think that these teams are very, very similar right now. 
in, in, in how they're constructed and probably their expectations as a whole for this season. I I think at the end of the day, yeah. Like I think at the end of the day though, like injuries on, on the Saints side probably add up a little more than, than injuries on the Viking side. I think they're going a little more healthy, even healthier than I thought this morning when, when I didn't think Dalvin cook was going to play. So Dalvin cook practice today. He's going to play Jefferson's on the field. Kirk cousins, their, their starting quarterback doesn't have a broken back. I think all of that, you know, equates to a Vikings win. I don't feel like this team can win a super bowl, but I think they can win this week in London. No fear of the red rifle. <laughs> Fun fact about Andy Dalton. Last time he played in London, finished dun, dun, in a tie. Dun. They played Washington quarterback for Washington in that game. Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk, Mr. League Average, leading the artist formerly known as the Redskins to a tie. So if it doesn't get more league average than that. So that's that's what I'm that's that's how I'm gonna I'm gonna cap that off. Mr. League Average, I'm gonna sh- I'll be sure to bring that onto the Inside Purple and Gold Good. podcast moving forward. I need t-shirts, baby. Yes, yes. I need, I need that to be more uh, more well-known because it's true. So let's wrap it up there. Thanks so much, Dame Zitani. Go behind enemy lines and listen to him trash the Vikings and then pick them to win over on Inside Purple and Gold, as he told you he did. You know, because it could be cathartic if nothing else after the game. <laughs> but thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller here on Inside Black and Gold. Make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Thanks so much for listening, as always. And who the heck?